You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily Florida State Seminoles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne Gate III, Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And signing day is here. Well, the early signing period is here. National signing day doesn't come until February, but the new early signing period is here. It's the second year of it. And uh, there's a lot to talk about um, as far as as far as recruiting goes, but I'm going to get into that in just a minute. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the Locked On Seminoles podcast, like I said, I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for each of the last four years, and I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. Uh, every home football game, every away football game, every bowl game, every practice, every time Willie Taggart speaks, I'm there. Uh, anytime a player speaks, I'm there. And basketball and baseball, I cover every home home game as well as any postseason games. And then also I cover every major recruiting event that Florida State has. So <clears throat> jumping right in, the big question on everybody's mind is, is Sam Howell going to sign with Florida State? And as of right now, I don't believe that's going to happen. I think he's going to flip his commitment from Florida State to North Carolina, which leaves Florida State in uh, pretty bad shape as far as quarterback recruiting goes. Um, you know, Florida State's done really everything it can to get Howell to lock in, um, but it's it just at this point it doesn't look like it's been enough to uh, to keep him. And uh, he's probably, he's announcing it, I believe, 1230 tomorrow. And he's going, I, I expect him to announce to North Carolina. Um, I put that in my predictions piece on the, uh, Tallah- on Tallahassee.com if you want to go check that out. Uh, I covered every player that, that will be, uh, that I expect to have any interest at all in signing with Florida State this week. Um, so, I, I don't expect Sam Howell to sign, which puts Florida State in a really, really, really bad position um, because they didn't sign a quarterback last year. They lost out on James Foster to Texas A&M at the final moment, and um, now it looks like they're not going to be able to sign a, uh, a quarterback during the early signing period, which means that they'll probably only have one scholarship quarterback on the roster when it comes time for spring practice because I do expect DeAndre Francois to transfer. So James Blackman could end up being the only star, the only scholarship quarterback in the quarterback room uh, for spring practice, barring Florida State getting a, uh, yeah, a uh, a graduate transfer um, that can come in and you know come in and compete. But if that happens, then you have to worry about Blackman. It's just it's a really really bad situation. Florida State was counting on Howell to come in and compete in the spring and be ready to go in the fall. And it's just, it's, it's a really, really bad situation for Florida state right now. There's, there's no other way to describe it. If Florida state doesn't land Howell, and like I said, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. There's, yeah, it's, it's not time to panic, but it's, it's pretty darn close. It's not, you know, there, there's, there's really no answer to for Florida State outside of Howell at this point that improves the quarterback board for next season. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's where things sit right now. Um, there's not a lot 
I mean, there's really nothing nothing else to say on that is that, you know, Flor Florida State did everything they could. They brought him in for official visits. They brought him in for unofficial visits. Willie Taggart met with him. He knows who the offensive coordinator is going to be. They've discussed that. I know they've discussed that. Um, and in the end, it just wasn't enough to keep Howell from staying close to home. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a if that's a good move for him. I know that his you know his father seems to uh, be all aboard the North Carolina train, and I think that's in the end that's what swayed him. Um, you know, his father never really seemed to be on board with Florida State, and keeping him you know keeping Howell close to home, you know, really the ideal situation for uh, for Duke Howell. Um, that's not to say that you know he's running the show. I don't know that he is running the show. I think you know this is. Sam's decision and um but having a having a figure like that who would like him close to home and you know he does have he does have a lot of ties to North Carolina he's been there multiple times you know he apparently he has a good relationship with Mac Brown they've you know they've done a good job with that since Brown's been hired and you know he he took a an official visit to North Carolina following or uh, last weekend so you know, it's just, it's not a, not a good situation for Florida State to be in. Um, it's about as bad as it gets as far as quarterback, quarterbacks go. Um, you know, James Blackman still be on the roster. I, like I said earlier, I don't expect DeAndre Francois to be on the roster. I expect him to transfer somewhere else. Um, but that, you know, likely leaves just James Blackman as the only scholarship quarterback on the roster in the spring, which is, you know, Florida State went into uh, went into last year's spring practice and last year's fall camp with three quarterbacks that were fighting for a starting job, and now you know, they might end up with just one scholarship quarterback on the roster heading into um, heading into the fall. That's not to say I don't think Florida State will land a a, court, a freshman quarterback in um, you know in in January and in, in, you know on the early signing period. It's just the quarterback options, you know, with quarterback recruiting, most of those, most of the really good quarterbacks are locked up before the early, you know, before the early signing period that most of them are locked up in the, uh, in the summer. So there's not going to be a lot of quarterbacks left up on the board. Um, when January rolls around because of the early signing period, this isn't, you know, this isn't the recruiting of old where, if you know something like this happens, you could just go after another guy in in January. You know most of those guys are already going to be signed and locked into the schools. Most of them are going to be early enrolled, and if they're not not early enrolled, they're already signed. Um, the one name that you know that pops up with Florida State's quarterback recruiting is Lance Legendry. Um, he was formerly committed to to Kansas. He's from Louisiana, but. There, there are questions about his academics and whether or not he would be able to qualify. So either way, you know, if, if Florida State does settle in on him, that's a gamble because if he doesn't qualify, then Florida State is actually left with one starting one scholarship quarterback for the for the twenty nineteen season. So everything's a gamble at this point. It's just not a not a great situation for Florida State at all. I know I've said that a lot, but man, I just. I, I can't get past just how bad of a situation this is. Um, you know, with Howell, you know, things things were much better. You go in, Howell comes in for the spring. They planned on maybe signing a second quarterback like Legendry um, just to bolster the quarterback, bo uh, quarterback room. 
um, you know, Howell would have a would have a spring under his belt, and you know Blackman would still be there. So now, it, without that, it looks like Blackman, and then that's that's really it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the bad news, guys. That's the bad news. Um, you know, there is some good news coming. Uh, I'll discuss you know my who I think will be will be in Florida State's class in uh in the next segment and then i'll talk about florida state's class overall in the final segment but before we get into that are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win then you've got to check out sling tv sling tv uh gives you the ESPN, gives you ESPN, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, the ACC network will probably be on that uh, when it comes out in August and it's only $30 a month and you can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. You know, there's no better way to watch college football than on Sling TV. So Locked On listeners can get a seven day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G.com forward slash locked on. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this second segment. Um, I'm sorry if I seem a bit tired. It's been a uh, you know it's been a very long day trying to chase down the Howell stuff and yeah, uh, basketball didn't end until late last night. And then obviously I recorded the podcast after the basketball game, so it was a late night, early morning, and uh, a lot of work today. So I'm a little tired, and tomorrow's going to be an obviously long day. If you're you know interested in recruiting, make sure to stay tuned to Tallahassee.com. Um, where I'll have live updates from, you know, from Florida State's recruiting as as LOIs roll in and as you know guys commit, I'll have live updates from that. So make sure to stay tuned for that. But Florida State currently has the number thirteen class in the country. There's you know it, it's a, it's a good class. There's a lot of uh, they filled some needs. Obviously, without quarterback, they didn't fill all the needs. It's not a great situation, which I've already said. Uh, and I'm going to try not to bring it up again. But man, it's bad. Um, the you know it's it's really good class. They've got they filled they're filling needs at offense on the offensive line. They're filling needs in the secondary. They're filling needs at linebacker. I really like the linebacker class. There's not a be- better defensive back class in the country, um, and. It's it's only going to continue to get better, and the offensive line class is is getting better, and I expect it to get better this week. So there there's still a lot to like about this this recruiting class for Florida State. It's just without uh, without the quarterback, it's not going to be a complete class. That's just that is what it is. Um, you know, I'm the linebacker. You know, j- just gonna discuss. We'll we'll go to, we'll get into the defensive side of the ball in a minute. The offensive side of the ball, everybody's you know worried about the offensive line, which if you're a Florida State fan, you absolutely should be because the offensive line was putrid last year and really for the past few years. So um, Florida State has f- three. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maurice Smith, three-star offensive guard from Miami Central. Dante Lucas out of IMG Academy. He's a four-star guard. Jay Williams a uh, three-star JUCO offensive tackle are committed to Florida State. So yeah, three. Um, so Florida State currently has three commits. I do expect them to get one more. It's uh, four-star guard Will Putnam, who I think it, I think the world of. He's an early enrollee. I think that kid is an elite prospect. Um, 
I think he could come in and immediately contribute and probably start at the center position. If he proves he can snap, he could start at the center position. Um, you know, he's a state champion wrestler. He went undefeated last season at that. Like, he's a powerful, strong, smart kid that uh, if Florida State lands him, that that's the center of the future. Um, so I think Florida State's going to get him. It's just a question of which day. He's kind of pushed it back. Plant, where he, uh, where he played and attends high school, is having their ceremony on Thursday. So at the very latest, we'll probably get you know, an idea on Thursday, but I do, at this point, I do expect him to commit to Florida State, which gives Florida State, would give Florida State four offensive line commits during the early signing period, and there's multiple guys that Florida State's going after in the, uh, you know, that that aren't signing early, a guy like Daywan Jones and Desmond Bland. So, there there are more options out there for the offensive line, but Florida State's put together a, a pretty nice class so far. I mean, Lucas... And Putnam would obviously be the best prospects that Florida State's Florida State's signing there. Um, I really like both of those guys. I think both of those guys could come in and uh, potentially contribute early. And then Williams is a guy that's coming in with two years to play too. I expect him to compete for a starting job the moment he steps on campus. Um, you know, all three of those guys are early enrollees. And then Maurice Smith is, he's a guy that's, you know, you're kind of stashing for down the road. Uh, he needs to gain about 30 pounds. But, you know, he's, uh, if you go watch his film, he's mean, he's nasty. He's got the, you know, he, he understands how to play the offensive line position. It's just, uh, you know, he, he needs to, he needs to add the weight to be able to, uh, do it at the college level. And then at linebacker, you know, I really like what Florida State's bringing to the table. Jaleel McRae, I know a lot of people are down on him, um, because of the knee injuries, but if you go and watch his senior film, that kid can ball, man. That kid is really good, uh. So, you know, he's a guy that I think could immediately come in and compete for playing time. Um, you know, obviously, with multiple knee injuries, you question just how durable he's going to be. But he's a guy, he's smart, he's instinctual, and he, and he plays, he knows how to play the linebacker position. Um, he knows how to play the game of football. You know, he finds the football, he, and he's not scared to take on blocks or anything like that. So I, I really like the kid. I think that's a great pickup for Florida State. And as long as he stay he- stays healthy, I think he can be a guy that can contribute um, contribute early. Kalen Deloach probably needs to put on a little weight, but you love his athleticism. He's a guy that could play, I think, either the outside linebacker positions, either the star or the Sam. Um, you know, I think that he could uh, – yeah, he, he could – I don't. I don't, want, I don't want to say that he could come in and compete immediately. I, I think he's a guy that's going to need maybe a year before he's ready to compete on defense. Like I'm not saying you couldn't come in and play on special teams immediately because God knows Florida State needs special teams help. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't know if he's going to be able to come in and compete immediately. But he's a guy that's going to, down the road. I think is going to be very good. And then Kavon Glenn, <laughs> I love the kid. He is a true linebacker. Uh, he's a guy who's going to get in the middle. He's going to take on blocks. He's going to pop somebody. He has great instincts. He's not the flashiest guy. He's a little stiff. You know, he's not going to wow you with athleticism, but he finds the football. He puts a hat on a hat, and he is mean and nasty at the point of contact. You know, he's When I think of a linebacker, that's what I think of when I, uh, you know, when, when I think of Kevon Glenn, that's, that's what I think of. You know, he's a pure, hard-hitting, thumping linebacker. And I, I really like the kid. I love watching his film. That dude's a beast. Um, so I really like what Florida State's done. 
at the you know at linebacker I think the offensive line as far as that goes I think Florida State needs to do a, bit, a little bit better job with the offensive tackles I think they need at least one more that's ready to come in and compete immediately um, because you you don't know how Florida State's gonna you know, the guys on Florida State's roster are going to handle things, especially with all the injuries. Because Dickerson going to be able to play tackle? Is he going to play guard? Is he going to be healthy for a full season? Because that hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, Derek Kelly's gone. Jawan Williams, we're just not going to mention mention that again. Abdul Bello in the same you know same breath. You know, so I think I think Florida State needs at least one more offensive tackle that could come in and maybe play a. Have have an early impact. Um, then the secondary position. There's no better DB class in the country. None. You got Akeem Dent, Nick Cross, Travis J, Brendan Gant, uh, Malc- Renardo Malcolm Green. He asked us to call to call him Malcolm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to him as Malcolm. But that's Renardo Green for those of you who uh, who don't know. And then they're getting Jarvis Brown uh, Brownlee. So it's it's by far the best cornerback class, the defensive back class in the country. Nick Nick Cross is elite. Akeem Dent is elite. Travis Jay is probably the best prospect that Florida State has at that position. Um, I, I absolutely love that kid. I've watched him play a few times. He's not signing early, um, but that kid is an absolute monster. He really can do it all, and I, he can play corner safety. I don't yeah I don't care. You can put him on offense. That kid makes plays, and you know I. I really enjoyed watching him play football when I got to see him play a few times. So then you've got, you know, Akeem Dent, who is also very good. He's the number three cornerback in the country, according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, Nick Cross, the number five safety. You know, Brendan Gant, the number 10 safety. This 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 defensive back class is really, really good. And Florida State obviously needed it because the depth at the end of last year was abysmal. Um so Florida State, Florida State really needed to bring in a ton of defensive backs, and they've done a really good job with that this year. And they they didn't just bring in a bunch of guys that aren't very good; they brought in a bunch of elite talent. And so, you know, that's that's always a good sign. Um, so the three biggest position of needs, at least in my opinion, for f- what Florida State needed to fix, um, outside of quarterback were you know, have been fixed will be fixed by the end of this early signing period so it's a really good sign for Florida State with that um, that's going to do it for for this uh, this segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast I'll be back in a little bit uh, in well yeah in a little bit um, discussing the rest of Florida State's class and then you know just maybe some uh, some other predictions for where I think some of the top prospects go that aren't going to commit to Florida State but that'll do it for this segment. Thank you for sticking with me as we head into this final segment. Um, you know, just going to quickly run through the other position groups. Florida State isn't recruiting a running back this cycle. Uh, Maurice Goolsby, he said he's good to go academically. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but Florida State is after a couple of really, uh, really talent or a few really talented wide receivers. Uh, Jaden Hazelwood is you know, is the number one wide receiver in the country. Uh, that's according to the 24-7 sports rankings. Personally, I think George Pickens is the best wide receiver in the country, and I'm I'm willing to die on this hill. I've seen that kid make some absolutely freakish plays, and I think he's a better wide receiver than Hazelwood is. I do think Hazelwood's a bit more athletic, 
but I will I will die on the hill that George Pickens is the best wide receiver in the country. Um and I, I don't feel bad about that at all. So um Florida State's still after Pickens. They're trying to get an official visit. They're trying to flip him away from Auburn. Alabama's also in it. He's not signing early. So Florida State will have their shot in uh in January with him and then there's I can't I, I can't pronounce his name and I know I'm gonna butcher it. He's the kid that was committed to Oklahoma. R.J. Henderson, A-R-J-E-I Henderson. I, d- I don't know how to pronounce it. I might have butchered that, um, but he's not, he's the number 22 wide receiver in the country according to the composite rankings. He decommitted from Oklahoma in November. Um, he says he scheduled an official visit to Florida State for January. I haven't been able to confirm that, but I don't know why he'd lie about that. You know that that would that would just be weird. Um, so Florida State's after some elite wide receivers. They only want to take one more. Uh, and so that's that. Uh, Sam Snyder, Florida State's try, uh, believes trying to get him at tight end. Florida State's, try, I believe, is trying to get him in for an official visit in January. Not sure if that happens. And then on the defensive line, Florida State's going to land Malcolm Ray tomorrow. Uh, Florida State's got True Thompson at defensive tackle. And then at defensive end, they've got Curtis Van, Derek McClendon that are signing early. I do expect um, Derek Hunter to flip to Texas A&M. But if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I am not high on Derek Hunter. It's not. It has nothing to do with his ability as a football player. He's an excellent football player. It's just I, I don't understand how he fits into the culture Willie Taggart's trying to build at Florida State. Um, and then Quayshon Fuller. Fuller has been off and on about his commitment to Florida State. You know, I asked him specifically about that on Sunday, and he said, I'm not decommitted. So he's going to take an official to Florida State. He's taking an official to Alabama, and he's taking an official to to Florida. But that's, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much everybody in the class. I think I've covered everything as far as that goes. Um, some other... Yeah, some other targets of, I guess, of note. Evan Neal, Florida State, was always running third. I expect that kid to go to Alabama. Trey Sanders, I expect him to go to Alabama, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Georgia. I don't think it'll be Florida um, or any other school. It's, I think it's either Alabama or Georgia, and I think it'll be Alabama. Um, yeah, Tyler Davis. Uh, there was some smoke that maybe Clemson didn't feel confident. I do expect him to sign with... Um, with Clemson and then Derek Hall, the linebacker Florida State's been in in on him for a while, but that I, I believe he's going to Auburn. If he doesn't go to Auburn, it's not going to be Florida State. And then Marcus Banks, uh, son of former Florida of the late former Florida State offensive lineman Bobby Meeks, I uh, expect him to go to Texas A&M. Florida State was a little too late to the party on that one. Um, those are the guys who are signing early. Oh, uh, I as far as the secondary goes, I didn't mention it, but. Raymond Woody III, I do expect him to sign with Florida State. He's a safety. Uh, he could play linebacker. Not sure at this point. I believe they're recruiting him as a safety. So he'll he'll um, you know he just bolsters a already great Florida State um, defensive back class. I don't know how I missed him, but like I said, it's been a a very long day. So I think that'll uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk some more. Uh, 
talk some more Florida State basketball. That's what I'm going to lead off with. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we will be talking Florida State basketball because the podcast is going to have to wait until after the basketball game because it's going to be a very long day tomorrow and I'm just not going to have time to get to it before then. Um, so it'll be a late one tomorrow as well. And then, but we'll talk about the recruiting. We'll talk about what Willie Taggart has to say. He's speaking tomorrow to the media. I'll be there. Uh, and I will relay what he had to say about this recruiting class to you guys. We'll have to wait and see on Sam Howell. Uh, things change overnight in recruiting. It, it happens all the time. Uh, it happened last year with James Foster, so who knows? But uh, don't expect him to uh, to sign with Florida State tomorrow at this point. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So I'm Wayne McGahee. Have a wonderful day.